Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR senior climate and environment reporter Miriam Wasser, welcome back. Hey, Daryl. Thanks for having me back. Yes, yes, yes. Miriam, last year we had a conversation about assistance for people who might be having some trouble or who are having some trouble with heating costs. Mm-hmm. Winter is coming. It's going to get cold. So we want to revisit that conversation. So I want to start off by asking you, where are we at this year in terms of energy costs? Yeah. So when we're talking about energy prices, we're kind of talking about two interrelated things. Yep. The first is just like the straight up cost of the commodities. So gas, electricity, heating oil, And then there's what we can predict about how much energy people will use. And that often has to do with how cold it is, right? Like the colder it is, the more energy you use to heat your home. And those two things together are what determine the size of your monthly energy bill. So right now, the cost of gas, electricity, and delivered fuels, which is like propane and heating oil, they are lower than they were at this time last year. And experts that I talked to said that, you know, barring something unpredictable and catastrophic, a la Russia invading Ukraine type scenario, we can expect that gas and electric prices will remain lower throughout the winter than last year. And then there's what we can forecast for this winter. So last year, we got really lucky. It was actually quite warm, much warmer than average. And that kept bills from being as high as some people were predicting early in the season. The forecast for this winter is that it's going to be colder than it was last winter. So still a little bit warmer than usual, right, thanks to kind of climate change. But it may be colder than it was last year, which typically means higher bills. Okay. And, you know, I just want to point out that that's that's like average temperature, which is important. But when it comes to home heating, especially if you have... Uh, delivered fuels like propane or fuel oil. If we get like a two-week cold snap, that's like a recipe for those prices to spike. Mm-hmm. These are stored fuels, and as inventories fall, prices rise. Mm-hmm. So the state does kind of a big report on this every year, and I was looking at it this morning. And what their basically like their big takeaway is that you should expect varying winter heating costs depending on how you heat your home. If you heat with gas or electricity, which is most people in the state, it'll probably be a bit cheaper than it was last year. And if you have delivered fuels, you're probably going to end up paying a little bit more than last year with the caveat that this one is hard to predict. Got it. With all that in mind, let's talk about assistance for people who might have trouble paying their energy bills. Where should people start? if they're looking to get help in paying their heating bills? Absolutely. So I would say that broadly speaking, there are two categories of help that are available. The first is fuel assistance from the state. And the second is getting a discounted rate on your gas or electric bill from your utility. 
Let's talk about fuel assistance first. This is the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, which typically people call LIHEAP. That's the acronym for it. And this is a federally funded block grant program. And the state gets a set amount of money every year. And then that gets distributed through community action groups and local nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So you can figure out who your local distribution center is. We actually have a very handy chart on our website that can help you do that. And you can go apply in person, over the phone, online. And to qualify, you need to make below 60% of the median state income, which for a family of four is about $87,000. And so this is a pretty generous benefit. And the exact amount of money you get is often going to depend on how much money you make and how you heat your home. But, you know, LIHEAP can really make a giant dent in how much you have to pay every month throughout the winter. And it can also help if you have delivered fuels too. So the message you hear from people in this space is you should go apply. You may qualify and not realize it. Mm-hmm. Just to give folks a sense, uh, how big of a chunk could LIHEAP uh, reduce your energy bills by? I'm not sure what the exact figure is for this winter season, but I know that last year the state was estimating that benefits will be between $600 and $1,600 mm-hmm. for the winter season. So that's that's like a pretty good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so that's LIHEAP. Mm-hmm. What else do we have for people? All right, we have the discount rates. So again, if you are at that 60% of the state median income or below, you probably qualify for cheaper gas and electric rates. And these are rates that apply to you year-round, so you don't. it's not just a winter thing. You would go to your utility to apply. You can do it online. You can call over the phone, and they'll help walk you through this. And basically, if you qualify, they're just going to knock off a giant portion of your bill every month. So for electric customers, depending on your utility, it's between 32 to 36%. So it's just like a third of your bill gone. And for gas mm-hmm. customers, it's about 25%. So these are pretty mm-hmm. generous programs that, again, I hear all the time from utilities, like a lot of people probably qualify and haven't applied or don't even know that these programs exist. And you should apply. Okay. So that's the discounted rates. What else we got? Let's give them three. Let's give people three options. Yes, you are lucky because there is a third option. The Salvation Army runs a temporary fuel assistance program. And this is targeted at people who make a little bit too much money to qualify for LIHEAP, but are still struggling and need some help. So you can apply through the Salvation Army and they will, if you qualify, they'll help you pay your bills. It's called the Good Neighbor Fund. The Good Neighbor Fund. All right. Okay. So that's three options there. Can they be combined for mega assistance? (laughs) They can. And in fact, if you qualify for LIHEAP, there's a very good chance you qualify for discounted electric and gas rates too. So yes, these benefits stack. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. 
I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back with more from Miriam Wasser. What if somebody gets that combined assistance and they're still unable to pay for their heating? Perhaps they're in severe financial trouble. Mm -hmm. Do they have to worry about their heating being cut off? So under Massachusetts law, between November 15th and March 15th, your utility is not allowed to shut off your primary source of heating if you can't pay your bill. So you do not have to worry about being cold. All right, now let's go to a different scenario. Let's say uh, you're backed up on your heating bills. Are there any kind of debt forgiveness or repayment programs for, for that type of situation? There are. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I should have said, you're not going to have your heat shut off, but you will continue to accrue debt. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you're going to have to pay that off, right? Yep. And utilities in Massachusetts have several options to help you. They can help you slowly pay this off over time. They can help you budget what you owe so that you end up paying more of like a flat rate month to month, which can really just help you with your own personal financing. And then there's a relatively new program. This is an arrears management program that the utilities debuted during the pandemic and found it was wildly successful. And so they're continuing with it. Essentially, you pay a small amount of what you owe every month. And if you consistently pay your bills, over time, they will erase the debt that you owe. Mm. So this is a really great option for people who find themselves in just like an unmanageable situation. Yeah. Now, what if you're not eligible for any of these programs? Is there anything folks can do to save money on their heating bill? What you can do is weatherize your home or apartment. And so that means you are just making your home more energy efficient. Mm -hmm. And the more energy efficient your home is, the less energy you use, which means your bills are lower. That's right. It's also good for the environment because the primary way that we heat our homes here in Massachusetts is with fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. So the less heat you use, the less you are contributing to climate change. The way to do it is to go through MassSave, which is the state's energy efficiency program. And MassSave can help you get insulation in your walls. They can help you seal cracks in the building. They can help you replace appliances with more efficient versions. I would encourage everyone to go to the MassSave website and see what they can get. You can get MassSave even if you're a renter, too. Mm -hmm. You might have to talk to your landlord about it, but it's kind of a win-win 
situation for everyone. Yeah, that's good to know. Before we wrap up, Miriam, you cover climate and environment. So that that involves what we're talking about today, energy Mm -hmm. and how it gets to us and how much it costs. Knowing that some of these programs may not be enough to help some people. I wonder what you as a reporter on these topics, what do you take away from that as it relates to energy and people's needs? Yeah, I mean, the future is is hard to predict, but in general, the state has very ambitious climate plans and the center of those plans revolve around electrifying everything. So mm-hmm. switching cars to electric vehicles, having buildings run on electricity instead of fossil fuels. And the thing about renewables is that they are not as volatile as fossil fuels. And so what I hear from experts is that in the long run, as we electrify everything, as we, it's called decarbonize, right? As we like get rid of fossil fuels, prices are just going to be more stable. And that's going to be really helpful to people because you won't see the same up and down spikes like we've been seeing these last couple of years. And that predictability is just really important to people. Mm-hmm. There's also a, a sense out there that the more renewables we have, the cheaper power is going to become over time. And that energy might not be as expensive or might not be as big of an expense for people in the future as it is right now. Okay, well... I guess that's another reason for us to root for uh, for a green energy future. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Miriam, thank you so very much for coming through to the common. As always, you know this. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much. Anytime, Daryl. That's WBUR senior climate and environment reporter Miriam Wasser. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you like what you are hearing, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple or Spotify. Rate and review us. Let us know how you're liking the show. We'd really, really, really appreciate it. And if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I am Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow.